Well, I just want to thank you for taking some time to help me get this started because I was a few weeks ago or about a month ago, I guess now or so. Um, I was like, what can I do to like talk to like interesting people and like have cool conversations about stuff that a lot of people won't necessarily have those conversations. And I was like, just a general like conversation podcast is perfect. And uh, so I was like thinking, and then I was like, I know Chris is doing some like really cool things. And I was like, that's a field that I have just but a like toe into of like watching move like bunch bunch of movies tv shows and all that stuff so i was like see what see what he's uh see what he's doing and see if he <laughs> wouldn't mind doing that so i really appreciate helping me out a little bit too no dude of course is this your is this like the first episode of this new podcast yes so this wow, is, so once i like do like the quote-unquote intro i'll do like the welcome to the first episode kind of thing um I'm but yeah it yeah hold on hold on give me like five seconds this is unprofessional i'm sorry i have to grab some one second no you're good man <laughs> sorry it's uh it's been raining here forever and i had to go shut oh, yeah. the door it's getting loud <laughs> um gotcha no worries dude you should just put this like straight into it you just put everything everything into it yeah yeah that's what that's in that's the kind of stuff i was uh um trying to figure out how i would like um structure it yeah and i was and i figure once you get talking to somebody and you're just kind of flowing with it it that's why i made it like off topic because i was like I'll have somebody like you, you make movies and, but that's not the only thing we have to talk about. Like, that's not the only thing. Like there's so many conversations that you can have off of that. Mm -hmm. I was like, what is it? Like it gets you there and it, there's like the conversation start and then it's whatever after that, you know? Are you like nervous at all for it? Since it's like the first episode, you're like, <laughs> is it going to be interesting? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I was, yeah. uh, I was actually just talking to my girlfriend before this and I was like, it's always the, the anticipation more than anything. Cause I was, I was like, I'm comfortable enough to like talk to people and not like get too nervous. I mean, like playing music and like in front of people and uh, doing that for like the last like five or six years of just like doing open mics into like getting a band and all that stuff. Um, you get comfortable, like putting yourself out there a little bit more. Um, but yeah, it's always like a little nerve wracking when it's like, all right, is the audio going to work? Is the video going to work? Am I going to be able to like get anything out of this? <laughs> Am I going to yeah. be interesting enough as a, like a host, you know? Yeah. Well, just know that like, you know, even if no one else finds this interesting, which I'd be shocked if other people like find <laughs> like what I, I, I'll just go off on like brands about like Wally or like some yeah. like random movie. I don't know if people find that interesting, but like, well, I'm just, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just excited to like talk to you again. Like I haven't talked to you in forever so if I nothing know. else comes out of this like i'm happy to have a conversation <laughs> with you you know yeah and i sure. find like when you're nervous about something if you just like straight up say that you're nervous about it it helps in a weird way like yeah if, if i'm like nervous to go talk to a girl or like go like <laughs> you know like see a girl out somewhere and i want to go talk to them like i just have to be like i'm just, i if i work up the courage to go talk to them she's like 
I, I'm so nervous right now and I, I don't, I don't know how I'm doing this, but like, you know what yeah. I mean? That's the only yeah. way that I can do it, but it helps yeah. in some weird way. Well, it's like the facing of the nervousness and facing of like the quote unquote fear. Cause it's not necessarily a fear. It's just that anxiety, but like putting it forward is like, kind of like saying, okay, you're there. And like, now what are you going to do? Like, yeah. cause that's the worst that it does is it just, it's, it just sits at you. So the worst thing that it's going to do is if you just say, yeah, I'm nervous. The worst thing that's going to do is just be there, which it already is. But at least right. it's like everyone knows about it. And it's good. Now. Right. <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah. So uh, I guess the way that I wanted to start was just um, like kind of keep the ball rolling a little bit. It's just um, like so the way that I, I saw what you were doing was when you did tethered. And that was four years ago, four or five years ago. Mm hmm. Just yes, about. I believe so. Yeah. I think and, four, uh, something like that. <laughs> and I was uh, so jealous. <laughs> Cause I was really, like, I know. Yeah, no, I was like, why? Oh, cause well, uh, since I was a little kid, I've loved like movies. Like my parents thought it was the weirdest thing that I was like really into movies. And uh, like, even as soon as we got like DVDs and stuff and that started to become a normal thing and they had all the special features those were what I was like getting the DVD for and not so much for the movie. I was like, I've already seen the movie. Now I want to see how they made it. And uh, so that was, that's always been like a thing as I was growing up. And I just never had like the, uh, I guess uh, I never just took the step into like actually jumping on it and getting into like the doing part instead of just like the interest part. So I was like, Oh, that's so cool that he's doing that. I'm like, Oh, that's just so cool. Like that is like one of those things where I was like, Oh, I wish I had like maybe taken that step, but uh, it was uh, it was really interesting to watch it from like that perspective and like see someone that I like knew a few years earlier and be like, oh, I didn't even know he was that like involved in it, like that, like into it. Cause I knew you were like a movie guy, but I didn't know you were like the movie guy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, and that was kind of like, and it was really like kind of like an eye opening. I was like, oh, this is really cool. Um, so I uh, and then I remember I won the uh, one of the raffle or the prizes. I won the crossbow from the movie. Yes. <laughs> That's right. I, I, I've forgotten about that. That's so awesome. You got it. Yeah, I still have it. I think it's in uh, I think it's in my closet, actually. Yeah, I should have I should have gotten it out. I didn't even think about it until right now. Um, That's amazing. But <laughs> I know, and I think you're. Uh, so I have a guitar too that I just hang up. It's like a. I have. Uh, it's like a Fender. Um, it's from the Fender Company, but it's a Squire, so it's like their cheaper model. But I decided to put a bunch of stickers on that model, and um, your uh, Lynch Lynchpin. Yeah, sticker is on there, <laughs> dude. That's <laughs> I awesome. stole the stickers. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Thanks so much. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, it's funny that you said like you didn't know that I was that into movies, um, because actually like I've always thought like I want to do some sort of thing with someone that I went to my second two years of high school with like junior and senior mm -hmm. year of high school with, and I don't know if it was like a podcast. Like I would have a podcast and I would have them on or like, but then uh when you messaged me on instagram i was like dude i would love that i've always like <laughs> wanted to talk with someone who is sort of in that era of my life because mm -hmm. i've never like i don't first of all i didn't really have any friends in that period and mm -hmm. 
since I graduated, I haven't really talked to any of those people with a few exceptions. I'm going to offend like a couple, like two or three people, (laughs) but like, I haven't really talked to very many people from that. So I've always wanted to sort of like talk about that period. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think, uh, it'll, it'll be interesting at least for me, but, uh, (laughs) in that time, you know, I remember senior year, I would, you know, people are always asking like, where are you going to go to school after this? You know, what are you Mm going to do after you graduate? And people would always ask me like, where are you going to go to school? And I would say, I think I'm just going to go make a movie. And they would just look at me like I was completely insane. And it's one of like my only great memories from my senior year of high school or like that period of high school is like being able to just tell people that and then then just looking at me like I'm completely insane. (laughs) And in my head, I'm like, you'll see. You'll see. Yeah. You know? Um, Yeah. But yeah, that that was, uh, yeah, I've sort of always been... uh, super into movies probably since i was like 13 or 14 Mm -hmm. especially when i started doing more serious stuff yeah um but yeah dude i'm 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 into it what's your favorite movie you're super into movies so i'm I'm excited to hear um well it's it's so hard it's like it's like asking somebody like what the uh what your favorite band is or what your favorites they're all like different mood like moods like Mm -hmm. you could say like my favorite like put together like action film um there's always like the dark knight is always like everybody's like thing but when you Mm -hmm. watch it it's just like every part of it is just brilliant so it's like yeah it's it's like legitimately like one of those movies that it's just you sit there and you're like how do you even like how do you critique it in a like realistic way unless you're like picking out the nitpicky stuff um but i remember my dad used to have me watch the old john wayne movies and uh those were always uh really really cool to me because they were so simple like it was it was always just like because you have your like it's just like mostly cowboy movies like your westerns but they were always so like just point a point b but Mm. the one that always stuck out to me was uh true grit and that is probably one of my favorite movies of all time just because of like it took the western and kind of like spun it around a little bit where John Wayne was no longer like the quote unquote hero. He was like an anti-hero and he was not the good guy so much as like, he was kind of like a bad dude, mm. but asked to do a somewhat good thing, you know? So that always like intrigued me in terms of like, when you're thinking about when it was made versus like now that with the remake with like Jeff Bridges and uh, like Matt Damon, um, where that's more like a normal thing where you have an anti-hero who's asked to do a good thing and you get to see like that character development and all that stuff. But like in the sixties, it, that was like a relatively new thing. And that's why it's still like, it still holds up over 50 years where they make a remake of it and it's the same story. Like they don't have Mm -hmm. to change too much about it. But then you look at like the Magnificent Seven, which was great then and still is a great movie when you watch it. But the remake is more problematic because it's a simpler story and people are looking for more like gusto to it. So it's it's really interesting how those things happen. But I would say if I had to pick like one of my favorite movies of all time, it it would probably be True Grit. Especially so you're into westerns. I so I went through a phase. Yeah. <laughs> so I I started out loving them because me and my dad were watching them. And then we watched we got through like all the John Wayne, watched a few Clint Eastwood. Um and 
and then I was just like, I don't know if I want to keep watching these old movies. And then I got more into like, like how modern movies are being made and all that stuff. So I would watch more of those. And then the last like couple of years going back and watching them, I'm like, should have never stopped watching these, <laughs> you know, because it's, it's great. just fun. They're just fun movies to watch. Mm-hmm. Some problematic things when you're, <laughs> when you're talking about like <laughs> some of the way they said things and some of the lingo and, uh, but stuff like that. But overall, I think those are, those are fun. They're always, they're always a little gritty, you know, but there's always that. I think the, the Western has a lot of heart and I think that's where the good story storytelling comes out of it. Cause then you look like, uh, Django and like, that's a, that's technically a Western, but it's a neo-western so it's like Mm -hmm. um but yeah yeah i know i it it's one of those things where the western has always had a it was my it was part of the childhood so it creeps its way back as you get older you know yeah great music too oh yeah oh they're so it's like the epic like yeah it's perfect yeah (laughs) yeah the music in the in django and the hateful eight are are two of my favorite oh they're great uh, soundtracks are amazing yeah he, it's Tarantino is weird dude. He's got a weird thing with feet, but you know, like <laughs> he makes great movies. That's his thing. Did he makes see, great uh, movies. He gets to put feet in it as much yeah. as he wants. <laughs> That's his thing. He's like, you know, people are giving me millions and millions of dollars to make these movies, and I'm just gonna throw feet right on the screen right there. That's right. It's gonna cost me a hundred thousand dollars to put this shot of some feet in there, but I'm doing it. I love it. Like a flex. It's a really big flex. So I'm yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it, a lot of the, uh, a lot of that interest came from watching those Westerns from the beginning and then, um, kind of moved in from there, um, watching them evolve. Yeah. Cause it's, mm-hmm. it's really cool. And then you watch some of the stunts that they do and these, those old movies and they're just stunts. Like they're not, they, they don't have padding. Like they don't, <laughs> when they yeah. fall off those horses, those are like real falls. Whereas now they're like perfectly timed, like they're trained over like months and months when mm-hmm. the fifties and the sixties, like when they did those falls, it was like, all right, well, like get it right the first time. Cause you might not get a second kind of thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, dude. I, uh, I think, I think stunt, stunt, uh, workers and that sort of stunt crew are super, like undervalued in in the movie industry especially now and like i think i i hope that i think soon they're gonna get a lot more recognition Mm -hmm. um but man they do some crazy things dude they they insane literally do like you're saying like putting their life on the line um for a for a shot and a lot Mm -hmm. of times it's like you know just like uh, sometimes a forgettable moment you know right um, or it doesn't get used in the movie yeah <laughs> totally like... you got it and you got to do six takes to get it you yeah know? so yeah i think i hope it i think that they will get some more recognition soon I, at least i hope they do yeah and i've seen the movement for them to get uh like oscar like there should be a category for stunts mm-hmm. and i was i was kind of surprised when i heard that there wasn't like one of those subcategories that they do off air because mm-hmm. there wasn't even one of those and i was very surprised um because especially with the amount of like superhero movies that they're like exploding the last 10 years, that that isn't like the prime thing because half the movie is these stunt people doing the actual stunts mm-hmm. besides like a few actors who do their own shit, like Tom Cruise, who's 
arguably insane, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say it's arguably. I'd say it's pretty pretty <laughs> it's much pretty confirmed. clear. Yeah. <laughs> What's the name of this podcast, by the way? Uh, off topic. Off topic. That's perfect. Yeah. I'm so glad you named it that because I'm gonna go all over the place. I didn't yeah, well, my, that's that's why I did ADD it. meds today. Yeah. So we're gonna go everywhere today. <laughs> perfect. Yeah, I know. That's because I'm I'm the same way. I I I have a tendency to uh, just keep going when I'm talking about something I'm interested in. So like that's why I was like, uh, I'll bring on like whoever. We'll talk about like whatever they want and if they just say let's talk then we're just gonna talk so it's like and i figured that would be the best place because then you get a lot of actual like personality into it and all that stuff yeah for sure but yeah and uh but one thing that i was interested in is i wanted to know like how you got from like where i knew you to making the movie and what kind of led to that because um i i didn't really like obviously like we were friends on Facebook and like stuff like that. But like, other than that, you lose a lot of that contact with people where every week you're not like, Oh, I didn't know they were doing that. Oh, I didn't know they were doing, you know what I mean? So um, I was kind of interested if you could like tell us about how you, how you got there. Yeah, sure. Um, So I, I think I started uh, being interested in movies. Uh, I mean, like when I was a, kid I would play with action figures and I think that was sort of my first like introduction into storytelling mm-hmm. um and uh you know I, I probably played with action figures for for much longer than most kids would like like uh you know I was probably too old to be playing with action figures at some point um, I'll too, still play worry. I'll, I'll <laughs> still play with an action figure <laughs> oh, once yeah, in a while. For sure. um but I started uh I started I took my you know my parents like point and shoot camera that they had that Mm -hmm. wasn't even meant for video and started shooting videos of my friends um and uh and you know it was just stupid videos it was like me uh getting shot with an airsoft gun while singing (laughs) justin bieber like in my backyard you know or like um buying foam swords or lightsabers and then like fighting with my friends or like um uh, parody commercials like just mm-hmm. stupid things with my friends what most people do yeah um and then uh it sort of got more serious as i got into high school when i got into high school i think when i was 14 i shot my first short film uh for like a, a contest like an online mm-hmm. contest oh nice and uh i got some friends together and i wrote a script and everything like it was the first time i had ever done like a real narrative type movie mm-hmm. um shot with my friends at, at a, at a restaurant. And, um, it ended up winning, like, I think it ended up getting like second place. Nice. Um, yeah. And, and I was really excited about that. Um, I was, I was kind of mad that I didn't get first place, but <laughs> the, the, the guy who got first place, he submitted late, like he, he uh, shouldn't have even been considered. Yeah, I should have had number, but it's fine. Right. Yeah. Um, I lost a lot more film festivals after that. Um, <laughs> but it just got more serious. Like I would do more narrative stuff. I would enter into mm-hmm. more contests. I would write more scripts. Um, and then eventually I, um, you know, halfway through high school, a big part of it was that I moved, right. I was in Virginia mm-hmm. for the first like 16 years of my life. And then I yeah. moved to upstate New York. Um, and that was like a really tough transition for me. Um, mm-hmm. I, w- I had gone through uh, freshman and sophomore year and then 
that summer going into junior year is when I moved. So didn't know like a single person there. Mm -hmm. Um, and my attitude going into it was pretty much like, like, I'm just going to try and get through the next two years. And then after that, I'm going to leave. Like, I'm going to be out of here. Um, I hated it to be honest with you. Like I I hated everything about it. Uh, and I was like, I'm not even going to bother trying to make friends. I'm not going to bother. Like, you know, I'm going to get all C's in school, just like I did the first two years of high school. Cause Mm -hmm. like I suck at school. I hate school. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't care about anything that they're, they're teaching me. I'm going to get straight C's so that I don't, fail anything and mm-hmm. I don't have to be held back and then I'm out of here. <laughs> um, and that was especially like junior year. Um, but even then I was, I was still, you know, shooting short films with like my little brother and, and um, just still, you know, when you're in that mode, you're not hanging out with friends. You're not going to like the pizza place or like the subway, which right. is, uh, like, I don't understand why, but like, you know, eventually like in my senior year, I ended up meeting like Nick and he sort mm-hmm. of like adopted me into his friend group. So I met like yeah, Kevin yeah. And, and Phil and, and all those. And uh, their hangout spot was Subway. And I don't know why their <laughs> hangout spot was Subway, but I had to go to Subway like three times a week to hang out with these guys. Yeah. And, you know, outside of that, of going to Subway a couple of times, <laughs> like I would just sit in my room and write and yeah. like make little movies with whatever I had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that as uncomfortable as that move was, it was a huge part in me um, sort of advancing my storytelling um, and my style and, and understanding more. And at that point, I still knew nothing. Like I was mm-hmm. still just an idiot with a camera. Right. Um, I still am, <laughs> but um, <It's> all right. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of led into my senior year. Um, where I needed to figure out what I was gonna do next. Like, mm-hmm. like I, uh, you know, after I graduate, what am I gonna do? I know I'm not gonna be in upstate New York, but where am I gonna go? Mm-hmm. So I was looking at um, different film schools and I found Full Sail University, which is a, mm-hmm. a pretty nice film school in Orlando, Florida. Yeah. Um, and that was my plan. I, I signed up there, I went and toured there. Um, I got a, you know, I had my seat picked out. I think I even got like a scholar, like a small scholarship to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I had everything, you know, ready to go. And, um, and then I read this book called Rebel Without a Crew by Robert Rodriguez. Um, Robert Rodriguez is, is a, he was an indie director. He made his first mm-hmm. feature for $7,000 ended up selling it for like a million. And now yeah. he's <laughs> directing huge, huge movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like the predator movie i think and like spy kids like big movies yeah, yeah, yeah um and i read his book and at the end of it it said uh this is your 10 minute film school and <laughs> basically the 10 minute film school was you need a computer to edit you need a camera to shoot you need actors and you need a script that you can actually make that's how you mm-hmm. go make a movie and i was like i have all that i can do that <laughs> i could definitely do that right. and so I went to my parents and I was like, well, actually, then I called my rep or whatever at Full Sail. And I was like, hey, um, when we graduate, and this is like, I mean, this is like months before I'm supposed to be like sitting in a chair at Full Sail. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, uh, when we graduate, uh, we not only get our degree, but we also come out making a feature film, right? Like the whole class gets to make a feature film and then we, we get to show it at the end, like as your thesis or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and she said, no, 
everyone in the class gets to write a feature film and a, reach, a feature film script, and then they hand it in the professor, and the professor picks one that the whole class makes at the end, and everyone sort of gets to help make it. And huh. I was like, got it. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. And then I wasn't going to full sale. I went yeah. to my parents. I was like, hey, I'm not going to full sale. And they were like, what are you talking about? And I was like, <laughs> I read this book. Read this book. Or just read the last few pages of this book. Like, I'm, uh, I don't need to go to full sale. It's a ridiculous amount of money. I mean, they were probably going to pay for it. I don't have 80 grand, you know. No, like, yeah, that's, yeah. Seven, I was like 17 at the time. Like, yeah. I, mean, I don't have 80 grand. <laughs> and they're like, um, eventually they they said you know like you it looks like you're doing your research like do do what you feels right mm -hmm. um and if i by the way if i didn't have the parents that i have there's no way like there, i would be yeah. like probably in debt i'd probably be living in a cardboard box or like a janitor or something <laughs> um yeah so that's like a big a big part of it i could have just as easily like uh failed on like yeah one of my first failures um and just given up but mm -hmm. Uh, so I, I'm not going to full sale anymore. So I took the rest of my senior year to start writing a feature film script that I could shoot. Mm. Um, and my parents have a, a house in Florida that they rent out and it can't be rented out during the summer. So I was like, hey, mom and dad, uh, can I go take care of the Florida house um, while it's not being rented? Because no one's going to be there. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll go like take care of it for you. I'll yeah. keep it for you. Right. you want, whatever I got to do. Yeah. And meanwhile, I'll shoot a movie there. And they're like, yeah, of course. Um, so I finished the rest of my senior year going to school probably 75% of the time and most of the time just staying in my room and writing. Um, I ended up writing a script called Tethered because I knew that I had a house and I needed to keep everyone in the house. And the <laughs> only way to keep everyone in the house is if I throw this guy in house arrest. Um, yeah, well, so let me, was, let me, yeah, yeah, let me point out how like awesome that is because a lot of people don't think about that aspect of filmmaking when you're talking about, especially when you're working on a budget. Mm. And even when you're talking about a couple million for like a big budget film, location and utilizing what you can afford is key to making that movie work and the fact that you were you had like that house and you were just like well we can't shoot anywhere else so let's shoot in the house like the entire yeah time. exactly just, and, it, and it worked like yeah i mean that was uh that was sort of and i still do that to this day when i'm writing scripts yeah. i'm like okay even if i get a you know a, a, a production company behind this or an investor behind this i need to be able to actually make this movie mm -hmm. right um, so i can't make jurassic park I have to make like <laughs> Disturbia, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so uh, I drove, I packed all my stuff into my car and drove to Florida and I literally didn't know anyone here. Mm -hmm. I knew not one person, but like going back to it, when I moved to upstate New York, I didn't know anyone either. So yeah. like if that hadn't have happened, I might've not even tried to go to Florida not knowing anyone. That sounds mm -hmm. terrifying. Um, so came to Florida, found my, my crew and my cast um, all online. Um, after I found my two producers, Dimitri and Bob, after that, it was a huge help because they were already doing film stuff around here. So they had mm -hmm. the connections that we needed to fill in the pieces of what I didn't have already. Nice. So yeah, we shot over weekends for four or five months. Um, you know, I had a budget of $2,000 of just like money that I saved up from like mowing lawns or whatever I did. Yeah. Um, you know, shooting weddings, whatever I had to do in New York to, to make some money. And, uh, 
yeah, shot the movie. And that was sort of my, my, uh, my film school. Like that's how I learned how to make a movie. I was like 18 at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I just, cause at that point I didn't even know if I could make a movie, like making <laughs> a short film was very different from making a feature film. Right. Um, so I just, I, I learned how to make a movie. I met really great people and it was like one of the greatest experiences of my life. Um, so yeah. And I, and I also wanted to, to learn every aspect of making the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, even like on such a small movie, like you should not be making merch and stickers and like, you know, mm -hmm. having premieres and like showing it in theaters. Like you shouldn't be doing any of that for a tiny movie, but I mm -hmm. wanted to learn every single aspect of it right? Um, yeah. and how everything worked. And, and um, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of, kind of uh, how I made my first movie. Yeah. I, one thing that I noticed is that like, um, or was thinking about was you're saying, so you were making sh like short films and doing this, but when you're talking about an hour and a half to two, like hour and 40 worth of actual movie time, like the runtime, you're, you have a lot of like space to fill because the dialogue does not take up all that stuff. And one thing that I noticed when I was watching Tethered was you did a really good job having those non-dialogue scenes and like those tension builders. And one of the shots that uh, I just rewatched it um, a little bit ago. And uh, one of my favorite scenes is where he's got the knife down and you've got the camera right on the knife. You just hear the music build. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. Cause this is just like what you would expect out of like any other, like a big blockbuster. And like, it's, it's that like professional, like it's, it's the actual, uh, like shooting of a movie. Like it's not when you, cause when you say someone, Oh, I made a movie for $2,000. It's like their expectation. Yeah. Let's see it. Yeah. Their expectation is very different, but mm -hmm. when you're watching it, you kind of forget that it's like, that it isn't, uh, like a movie that was made for more than that, you know, like you forget Thanks, about dude. it while you're, yeah, no, it's, it, it's, it, it all makes sense. And like especially towards the end of the movie you get to see your actors like really get to like act mm. like it's kind of like they broke out of their shell a little bit with it and uh like you see the guy that played pete he mm -hmm. awesome like really good he's a really good on-screen crier so if you still talk to him let him yeah. know Nathan, Nathan I'll let him know thanks yeah. man. it's so nice of you to say <laughs> yeah no he it, it was just it it when you're watching it and like I was I, I watched it try to like with a critical eye so I could like talk to you about it and I just was like oh this is really cool because I'm not watching it and going oh oh you know I'm watching going oh that's really cool oh that it's great that he was able to do that with what he had you know and like because the sound works like it's not like you don't get like the awful background echo that you get from like when you film sometimes it. you do sometimes you do sometimes you get it <laughs> but it, it is what it is you know like yeah but but the like the camera angles are like they're right there like it's it's very the way that it was worked is that you forget that it's not done by like it's not an executive like director and there's not this there's not producers and there's not like all this stuff and there's not this it's just you and like the few other people and the actors. And it's like, it's really cool that I'm watching it and I'm not going, oh, this is a budget film, you know? Yeah. 
Thanks, dude. That's so nice yeah. of you to say. No, I've, it's, uh, it's... That's a very nice review. I've gotten shit on <laughs> tons of times for, for that. Uh, and, and I've gotten nice reviews too. So that's, that's really nice of you to say. Yeah. It's, it, it really is like a movie that taught me how to like make films. Like it was my, mm-hmm. it taught me that I could do it. Like I yeah. didn't, I didn't, I truly honestly did not know if I could do it before I went mm-hmm. into it. Um, but I was, I was completely like blinded and naive to just like, I have to make this the best movie that I could possibly make it. And anything less is unacceptable. And like, I just yeah. went all in. Um, and it was like the most fun I ever had. Like we, we also made a documentary about it called, um, called why not, um, yeah. about the making of it. And I, I, one of the things that I said in that movie, which is one of my favorite things is, is I said, um, you know, someone asked me like about the problem, all the, we were having a bunch of problems on set one day mm-hmm. and they asked me like, what do you think about everything that's going on? Like, we, we can't make this actor work. It's going to rain tonight. Like we can't shoot this scene anymore. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I love it. Like, I'm so <laughs> glad that I'm so thankful for the problems that we're having on set yeah. because other people who aren't making a movie right now would kill to be having these problems right, and to be yeah. on set <laughs> making a movie and have to figure out how are we going to get the scene now that it's going to be raining outside? How are we going to get yeah. the shot? Like people would kill for that. And right. that still remains true for me today. Like when I'm not making a movie, I'm like, I would kill to be me <laughs> in that, like talking about how many problems we we're having on set yeah, and yeah. trying to figure that stuff out again. Yeah, I, yeah. I would kill to be there again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's it's just about the experience. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like I said, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I was really excited to see as you're going further in like your directive journey um, to see like what changes you make to like the style and how just getting like 10,000 more dollars affects like those things, you know, cause it's when you're talking about low budget, like it's all about creativity. Like that's like, 90% of making something work is doing that creative extra mile to make it work. And uh, so I, I was really interested. Um, so we can, we can even start talking. Actually, I thought this was really fun. Mm-hmm. I found your IMDB page, the tethered one. Oh boy. <laughs> so I was looking at uh, some of the trivia and I thought it'd be fun to see which ones are like, you did your research. I, you know, I come, I oh, try to come I'm prepared, impressed. you know? I'm impressed. All right. All right. We got a Sean Evans over here. Okay. All right. <laughs> I thought it'd be fun just to see like which parts were like just true or not true. But uh, yeah, I think someone put on there that the budget was like $50,000 or something at one point. I don't know. Maybe it's not on there anymore. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't see it, but mm. um, that's, yeah, that would be. Sorry. I keep derailing you. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's good. That would be. <laughs> Can you imagine having fifty thousand dollars to make a movie? Dude, that sounds great. <laughs> sounds wonderful. And then you look at like the freaking blockbusters and it's two hundred and fifty million dollars. It's like Yeah, I think that's gonna change soon though. I think like if you look at like Tenet or you look at, you know, some of the other movies coming out, like yeah. The not having the theater <clears throat> system to like sort of guarantee some of that money it's gonna be really 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 difficult to keep those budgets that high which i think is a good thing yeah i mean right now the entire industry is completely like like destroyed um but i think when we come out of it it'll make more room for smaller movies and and less risk um which i think would be a good thing like i think 
we need more like weird like i don't understand why netflix is putting out movies like extraction like extraction is a cool movie but like yeah. these huge budget <laughs> movies netflix could put out like a hundred yeah. indie movies out yep. and just do weird stuff with it like what oh yeah like why are they trying to compete with like theaters when they're like the right. streaming service they should make weird cool indie movies you know yeah because that would be a great push in the field for them like they would get so many more people that are trying to i mean people are trying to get onto netflix but like if if you are the gateway to help those people get there and you make it so that's their option you're creating a whole new market for yourself to just get the new up-and-comers and then you have them you like pick a person that's doing small movies now you have them for in a contract or something say hey we want you to make this movie we loved your script we're gonna mm -hmm. have you make this movie at this budget and if they do a great job now you can say hey we'll give you a little bit more budget on your next script if like that works out so it's yes. it and it, like i feel like that is a no-brainer when you're just yeah. trying to get new content out especially now it's like the only thing that's coming out right now are movies on demand and you see how much like mulan flopped in terms of like what it made through uh disney plus because it was like 35 40 dollars mm -hmm. and it's like yeah you spend that at the theater but you get the theater experience you can't charge theater money when you're sitting on your couch so but and stupid. then yeah and then they made the mistake of telling everybody that they're going to get it um in december for free on disney plus so it's like, why would you spend the $35 now? Who's going to run to Disney Plus and be like, oh, the new Mulan movie, yeah, $30? Yeah, yeah. Sounds right. good. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, just go watch the animated one. Like, it's it's, it's better. better. So, yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. But yeah, I, it's it uh it's really strange because it's, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of changes the industry has to make after this. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I, I'm not excited about where the state of the industry is now, but I, I think it'll <laughs> yeah. come out of it stronger, I hope, at least. Yeah, well, I know p people are, like, itching to, like, the first time. I try not to complain too much over, like, the quarantine and stuff because, um, for me, I was very lucky that I got to still work and um, I didn't have to, like, stress about losing my job and everything like that. So, for me, it, yeah, it was, it, was, it was hard for me to complain when I wasn't directly affected and like still tough both. though yeah but i just try not to like let it derail me at like as much as like possible um but and my girlfriend thought it was so weird because i wasn't complaining about anything and i was just kind of being like oh yeah well that's just the way it is i guess and then it got to me that i hadn't gone to a movie theater and had movie theater popcorn and sat and just watched a movie and got to be like nothing else was important but like that screen and uh and I finally was just like, oh, it really freaking sucks that I can't go see a movie right now. She goes, yeah. finally. <laughs> the first thing you complain yeah. about, I want to go see a movie. Dude, I feel that 100%. I really do. Uh, and then uh, and then not being able to go see uh, Tenet was, mm -hmm. is kind of rough because I was like, I was really itching. But apparently it's average. So it's not Nolan's best, which is whatever. But uh, I'm still excited. Really... Yeah, I know. I want to see it bad too. <laughs> but, oh, man. Every day I'm just like, I want to go see Tenet right now, <laughs> but I'm not going to. Right. <laughs> I know. But uh, here, let me hit, here, let me hit you with the uh, the IMDb things. See okay. what, what we got here. All right. So, like you said earlier, shot in 30 days over the course of five months. That's that's what the fact is on mm -hmm. IMDb. Okay. That's correct. Yeah. And it was just like whenever we had time. Like if it 
you know, sometimes it would just be like me and Nathan who plays Peter. Like it would mm -hmm. just be me and him on set. You yeah. know, it was like, um, you know, the shot where he's walking into the bedroom to find the body. Yeah. Like that big scene that was literally just me and him like, Oh wow. Yeah. In the house, like shooting that over and over and over and over again to try and get it perfect. Cause we're kind of yeah. on the ankle at one point we're on the knife, like you're saying, yeah. Um, then we're on the blood and coming yeah. down. So like, oh, that whole shot was really cool to me. So yeah, I was like, was it's cool. just, it's just a one shot the entire time. I was like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah, it was literally just me and him like shooting that the whole time. So yeah. there were days where it was, you know, there would always be different people on set. Um, but yeah, 30, 30 days, um, 30 days, which I think isn't bad. Some of the people no. were like, dude come on let's go and i was like i just don't want it to end don't let <laughs> don't make me wrap the movie let's just keep going forever You're 50 takes in and they're like we got it perfect like 48 out of the 50 times chris let's go yeah. it's like five years later we're like <laughs> i'm like guys just one more one more day sick day 601 yeah. it's fine i loved it dude it was great yeah that's awesome um it also says here that chris foster strongly encouraged improvisation throughout the duration of the production yeah i i encourage improv on all of i wonder who wrote all of these <laughs> i i don't i don't know that was I that had. was another part i was waiting to see if like that started to like run through your brain a little bit <laughs> yeah i have not looked at this in a while uh but it must have been people on set um yeah so uh, I always encourage improv on everything that I do. Um, mm. I think like some of the best stuff comes from that. Oh yeah. Um, but it's, it's definitely difficult to get that thing. Like it's right. If you encourage it too much, it can get out of hand. And if you don't encourage it enough, they'll just st stick to the script and be like, no, nah, what you wrote's fine. We'll just do this. And it's like, all right. But there are some scenes in Tethered that I can't think of off the top of my head that were like improv by the actors that killed it. Like probably through most of the conversational stuff, they'll mm -hmm. just throw in like a funny line and I'll be like, yeah, we're keeping that. That's perfect. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I always encourage improv. I think the, the more people who have input on the creative sort of process, the better the, the outcome. I'm never like, say, you didn't say the when, right. I, when you said that <laughs> sentence. Like, you know, they can yeah. just make it sound however natural they want. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Cause I, I feel like, especially when you're just starting out, you kind of want people to like put their input into it a little bit because you're like, I know just as much as everybody else at this point. Yeah, dude, I was so insecure. Like it's a joke <laughs> that I didn't know of at the time where first time directors are always like, what do you think? What do you think? <laughs> and like, it's a joke in film culture now that like yeah. first time director, their thing they always say is like, what do you think? Do you like, think? I probably said that all the time because yeah. I was so insecure yeah. and, and like, I'm just trying to figure all this out. And I was like in charge of all these different people. And I was the youngest on set the entire movie. <laughs> I was always the youngest yeah. person there. So. And you're was, trying to like organize all these people and you're like, Hey guys, uh, it'd be yeah. great if everybody could go this way. <laughs> exactly. With like my Mickey mouse voice, like trying yeah. to like, Hey guys, can we do this? Um, and meanwhile, I'm trying to direct, I'm trying to shoot the movie. Mm -hmm. I'm like trying to do all these different things. Um, so yeah, I think that, and I, I've, I've grown out of that, but also I've kept that collaborative spirit. Mm -hmm. Like I want yeah. people's input. I want my DP to be like, I don't like this idea. Like we should right. do it like this. And I'll say like, 
you're right, let's do it. Or I'll say, no, this is why I'm doing this. And it forces me to tell them and explain it to them exactly why I'm doing this thing. Right. Um, Which I probably just didn't explain in the first place. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, but I think all first time directors are like that. They're like, (laughs) you know, kind of insecure. Right. It's like the, and I'm still insecure. Little mouse. Yeah. It's like the little mouse going, Hey, what do you guys yeah. like? What do you guys think of that? What do you guys yeah. want to do? <laughs> do you mind if we do this? Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you guys mind? I know it's late, but like one more take, maybe. Yeah, and a director <laughs> can't do that. Like a director has to like has to know everything that's gonna happen and know right. why everything is gonna happen at all times. And that was like a shock to my system, I think, at first mm-hmm. because I didn't always know. You know, yeah. um, I prepared the best that I could, but at the end of the day, like there were always things that I was sort of unsure about. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, that's it. And I say like, I feel like experience is the biggest contributor to that, like kind of like knowing, knowing everything that could go wrong and being prepared for like the other things, you know, like being able to say, okay, like if this doesn't sound right, we can change it to this, you know, like just knowing that like, like, cause even like, I know at a gig, if something stops working, I know what we have to do because the first time it happened, I had no idea what to do and we had to learn like right on the spot. So it, it, I feel like experience is the key to that confidence as like a, especially in the entertainment business where it's all about like getting the best product. But as soon as something goes wrong or like something changes and you're like, like, what do we do? Like, what do we do? Does anybody else know what to do? And they're all looking at you like, I thought you knew what to do. (laughs) Dude, I couldn't have said it better myself. And I think that that carries over it into any, Thing that you want to do in life like yeah i think over like intelligence or like work ethic or like uh uh you know any of that i think the most important thing is experience yeah and i think if you twist it and look at it as uh i'm gaining experience then mm-hmm. it gives you permission to fail and yeah. it's okay to fail if i'm because at the end of it i'm getting more experience i'm building experience and eventually that will lead to success, I think. Yeah, no, and I, I agree with that. Cause uh, like I said, the first like podcast I did, um, I had a condenser mic just between me and the other guy and we were just talking and I noticed my voice is more, is higher than his. So it picked up my voice and focused on my voice. So he was always felt like he, it sounded like he was 20 feet away. Mm-hmm. So it's stuff like that, that like, why would you even think about that? Like if you didn't already understand like how microphones work and like, you don't, it doesn't click automatically. Right. The second one got a little better. The third one, I realized we had a fan on in the second one. So in the background, all you heard was, yep. and I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, um, but yeah, it's just the experience. Cause now I know microphone, like you gotta have like, the pop filter you want to have the little thing on the mic to help out depending on if if you have a condenser mic but um yeah it's experience makes everything work better because it's 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 like you said it's failing and then realizing that like it's fixable because when you don't fail it kind of seems like if it's if something happens it's not fixable but at the same time you're like like what does it actually matter if it's not fixable like we already put out the episode. So like it's there. The next one just has to be better. Yeah. And if you're afraid to fail, then you do nothing. Right. And that, that doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, 
but uh so another one of these mm-hmm. <laughs> another one of these the four main actors um nathan bonk mm-hmm. okay brian Bal is a balance or balance balance okay i wasn't sure if it was because there's two l's so i wasn't sure if it was yeah had a little spice to it andrea pika mm-hmm. pika nice pika. nice nice, yeah. nice. And Daniel Casino, Casio, Can- Cancio, Cancio. Yep. I was trying. I was getting there. Uh, <laughs> they had never acted in a feature film before this movie. That's correct. Um, none of them had. Brian, I don't think had acted at all. Brian played Q. Um, okay. And a lot of people, you know, came. I remember at the premiere, a lot of people came up to him after and be like, "You're my favorite character. That was amazing." <laughs> like, and he yeah. he was so like blown away. And he says that. Um, that movie, doing that movie was one of the biggest uh, sort of confidence boosters for him. Like similar to me, he was like, maybe I can actually do this. You know, that's exactly how I came out of it. Like, oh, I can make a movie. (laughs) Um, So now I'm actually editing his acting reel now for this year. And it's so good. It's so good. I'm Um, excited to, now was he like nerdy and like, like, is that just his personality? Like, does he just have like that, like kind of nerdy personality? Yes. Um, so he's definitely, he's super nerdy for sure. He's like, (laughs) he's the biggest star Wars fan that I know. And it's not even close. Yeah. Like, like his biggest goal in life is to be in a star Wars movie in some way, whether it's like a background extra or whatever it is, an alien, whatever he, that's his biggest thing. And, um, so that's sort of like his personality, very determined, Mm -hmm. very nerdy. Um, but like just the best, but I casted all of these people, um, you know, because I knew that they could sort of play these characters without so mm-hmm. much crazy direction. Right, um, right. So yeah. So that's where the, like that improv kind of would come in, where you're like, you have a character in mind, you fit them pretty close to the actor, and then you kind of like find them, find the middle somewhere. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Nice. That was that was something I was like, huh? I was like, that's that's pretty interesting. Where they now? Where they like? doing uh like stage shows um or like you said uh brian had never acted um but were the other ones like stage actors or were they doing like commercials or something hold on one second perry i have to take this call super quick give me one second i'm sorry (laughs) can you cut this yeah i can yeah i can do that okay sorry one second (laughs) I was. Uh, no, don't worry about. It. I won't get up again. I promise. Yeah, um, that's all right. I uh, I was waiting. Well, I wasn't waiting, but I was like on standby for a call for a like a virtual production we're doing. I just need to make sure everything's oh, nice. fine. Um, okay. What was your question? Sorry. Oh, so I was uh, I was just seeing if the other actors, um, if they were like stage actors or if they had been doing like commercials or like whatever they'd been like just all of the above kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so Nathan, uh, he did some, he, he was doing stunt work at Disney or Universal or one of those two wow. um, in Orlando. So he was doing, 
these big shows. He was playing like pirates. He he does like theater (laughs) stuff, like really cool stuff. And it took us a really long time to find him. I had casted everyone. And then it took me like three or four months to find Nathan before we could actually go into shooting. Wow. Um, It was, it was really difficult. But then uh, when I finally found him, I was like, you're on, let's go. Yeah. Uh, Can you be at our table reading next week? He's like, oh, geez, dude. (laughs) Um, And then, and then, Alex, um, yeah, she did a lot of theater. She had also done some short films as well. Mm. Um, I believe she's in Atlanta now doing some some different film work. She's doing great. Um, and then Danny did some short films. Uh, I think he did some, like, film people who go to film school, um, you know, they got to find, like, local actors, actors to act in their short films for class. Right, right, right. And I think he was in a lot of those. I think he even did some film classes maybe or some acting classes. Um, but everyone had some sort of experience, maybe except for Brian, um, mm-hmm. in acting in some way. Just never in a feature film and in very, very few short films, if any at all. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But theater acting is the yeah. best. Because right. like, if you have someone who... who someone in theater acting will give you like as when they go from a theater to a camera they'll be at like a 10 right and they'll be like full on because they're used to having to act to a whole exactly theater of yeah. people 100 people so yeah. you're like you're at a 10 right now i need you at like a four and then they're like <laughs> all right and then they give you an eight and then you're like all right now i need you at like a one and then they give you a five and you're like all right that's great that's good <laughs> and then but otherwise you know it's much easier to bring someone down than someone who starts at a one and you have oh, for to sure, start yeah. start you have to take, it takes a lot of time to get someone up higher. Yeah. Um, so it's way easier to bring theater people down for <laughs> when they switch over to movies. Way easier. Right. Yeah. That's because that's what I was, because I noticed, um, like, you could tell, like, there was uh, traditional, like, ways that they would act certain ways. And I was like, oh, that seems like more of, like, a, a theater way of, like, doing that. And I'm like, oh, that's, like, reminiscent of, like, that kind of stuff. So I was curious to see if that was a good hunch (laughs) interesting absolutely it is a good hunch um so this one this one was kind of i thought this one was kind of interesting where uh, it says actors nathan and said alex as well as makeup artist carly ventura drove three and a half hours to set from orlando to fort myers every weekend to shoot yep holy weekend dude wow that's that's pretty cool dedication yeah Wow, dude, I can't. I still can't believe it. I think that they can't believe it either. <laughs> I think like I must. I think I just have a way of like convincing people of things, or maybe I just get really excited about my projects and, that, yeah, yeah. and they feed and off they, of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, but yeah, dude. I mean, I can't think like it's insane. It really is. Yeah, that they're that, yeah. I was that. yeah. It it seems like everybody was really on board and like bought into it, kind of thing, so to speak, and. And that that's when you know you have something like cool, like even if it's like you said, it's a two thousand dollar budget, like you're not going to the Oscars kind of thing, mm-hmm. but you still had this really cool, dedicated experience. And I feel like that's like you said, you were like you'd kill to do it again kind of thing. And I can't imagine I why, it. you know, you know, Dude, incredible. I can't imagine why not. Yeah. And all um, of them are the same way too. I'm like, you, you guys know how long you had to drive to do that. I like, you would all <laughs> do it again. I'm like, God, you guys are the best. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, and it says here too, that a majority of the cast and crew would stay at the house every weekend during filming. Yeah. So people would get to the house <laughs> Friday, like evening. 
Yeah. Um, and then we would shoot whatever we could that night. We do like mm-hmm. a night shoot. Um, everybody wakes up on Saturday and we shoot all day Saturday into the night Saturday. People stay over again and then they leave Sunday afternoon or the evening. Nice. Um, and people would just stay here like and, mm-hmm. and stay in the house. And then we and that helped a lot because we could just be like, you know, we'd all just be like hanging out or something. We'd be like, Hey, we should get this shot really quick. And then we'd go get that shot. Yeah. Um, and it, it, I don't know. It just felt like, like a, I don't know. It was just like a vacation almost yeah. like every weekend. It's like, <laughs> we get to make a movie this weekend. Right. <laughs> we all get to hang out afterwards, you know, make some food, like order some, you know, whatever. Yeah, and just yeah. have fun. Um, oh, dude, it's so fun. And that's such a great <laughs> way to make a movie. Like yeah. getting a bunch of people in a house and just like making something is so great. Um, but Brian was actually, he lived, uh, not too far from the house and, um, he worked nights. So what he would do, that was the next one. Yeah, dude, he would work (laughs) nights and then like, you know, work till like whatever, 4am and then be back on set at like 8am, 9am shoot all day and then go back to work, you know? So like he, I don't know how he did it, but yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty crazy. It yeah. says he did a he did a paper route. That was one of the IMDP things. That was the last one I was going to touch on. Was that it said he had to do a paper route every night? <laughs> yep. And he came. And his audition he did the night that he had, he went to the he did his like a paper route. And we had that <laughs> audition pretty early because the restaurant that I convinced the owners to let us shoot the auditions in yeah. opens at eleven a.m. or whatever. So we had to do it from like I don't know seven to eleven maybe or seven mm-hmm. to ten. Um, so, you know, he had just gotten off work, yeah. grab a couple of coffees, right. <laughs> drive to the audition and then shoot the audition. Then he gets the part for like his first feature yeah. film. Um, so yeah, dude, I love that guy. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was, that was actually the last one that I had for you, but thought that would be a cool way to get some stories out of you. I love um, that, dude. But so now, uh, so with your newest project, Burger Bait, Mm-hmm. I wanted to like kind of get into that, have you like talk about it a little bit too. Um, but I was, when I, when, when I saw your video of you presenting the idea kind of thing to everybody, um, I was like, what a creative way to like make a movie. Cause I was like, there's movies that kind of do it, but like it's, it's filmed like a movie, like, it's very obvious that it's not like what it's saying. Like when you have like the camera and they put like the little like brackets around the edge and it says recording, you're like, ah, whatever. Or like stuff like that. And you're, you're like, okay, we get it. But like the way that you have it structured is you, you, you were, you're going to put it on Reddit, right? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can. So, yeah, you do so, your so what he's talking about is a movie called Burger Bait. Um, Burger Bait is a script that I wrote uh, earlier this year. And really, it just came about because I was I had I'd been in L.A. for two years working in development. Um, I had, you know, come back home around when the pandemic hit. And uh, right when I was about to go back. Well, I came home for a short period of time and right when I was going to go back, the pandemic hit. So, 
you know, the entire time that I was in LA, I didn't make anything. Like I was working in development. I was working with a streaming company. I was pitching to networks. I was meeting people. Everything mm -hmm. I did was great. Yeah. But, and I ended up like meeting people that I would end up starting a, a production company with. And that's what I'm doing now. But like not making anything is so difficult for me. I can't <laughs> go too long without making anything. Yeah. And I was super, super down. And right when I was about to go back, I was like, I'm going to go back. I'm going to make some stuff. I've got all these plans. I'm going to shoot this documentary I've planned, like all this stuff. <laughs> and the pandemic hits like right, like literally the day before I was going to leave. Everything Jeez. was like yeah. announced that everything shut down. And I was like, yeah, of course. Um, so I just like, you know, got super down. And I was talking to my therapist and she was like, you have to go make something. Like mm -hmm. this, like the, like you're not, you're not going to be able to get out of this unless you go make something like go yeah. make something. And even if you don't shoot it, like just go write a script and, and write something. Right. Um, so I was like, okay. So I went and wrote burger bait, which is about this, this kid who begins to live stream himself while he's working the night shift at burger bait, a fast food mm -hmm. chain. Um, and as he, as the night goes on, his viewership sort of starts to increase for, for various reasons. And, um, if you know anything about live streaming, it, it begins to get dangerous. Um, people who live stream themselves in public for a living, um, kind of go through this weird thing where, where, you know, if they walk into a McDonald's and people call, uh, you know, walk into a McDonald's live streaming himself on a selfie, selfie stick, uh, you know people watching him will call the McDonald's and be like, Hey, the guy who just walked in with a backpack, he has a bomb. He's got oh, a bomb shit. like yeah. strapped to him. And yeah. they're like, they end up getting kicked out. Of course, right. the live yeah, streamer yeah. gets kicked out and the viewers are like, yay. Like this, that was yeah, entertainment yeah, yeah. content. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so it gets really dangerous. And that's kind of the dark world of live streaming that I try to explore in the movie. And the mm -hmm. entire thing is shot like as if it was a live stream recorded a couple of days ago. Um, so I wrote this movie and I sent it to her, uh, my therapist. And I was like, I'm not going to do anything with this, but here. And she read it and she really, really liked it and said, mm -hmm. you should make this. Like you should figure out a way to make this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the, the movie was kind of designed to be shot during a pandemic. It's even sort of written into the script. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, my sort of the, when I finally decided like, okay, I'm going to try and make this. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, we have to figure out a way to make this during the pandemic. Same thing with tethered. It needs to be in the same location, the entire thing, minimal right. location, minimal actors. Yep. So, um, I was like, all right, I'm going to try to do a Kickstarter and I'm going to raise money uh, by treating my backers as if they were producers and investors in the movie rather than just mm -hmm. Kickstarter backers. Like I've never been super into Kickstarter for, for that reason. Yeah. Um, so I was like, what's the most that I could possibly give my backers to treat them like producers during this time when none of us can make anything. Right. Um, and my solution to that was sort of that I'm going to live stream myself making this movie. <laughs> and that's like, you know, it's, it's taking access of like, you know, there's behind the scenes documentaries, there's right, like right. behind the scenes, even like series. Mm -hmm. Um, but this is like uninterrupted, uncensored, completely raw footage of us just shooting a feature film and mm -hmm. you get to watch for like 25 bucks, right. Or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, you get access to be able to comment, to be able to interact with us on set. Like 
un, uh, like never before yes yeah yeah like access never granted for a feature film yeah that's ever no one's ever gotten that yeah when unless I you're saw on set that, yeah when i saw that i was like this would be really cool to just be able to be like oh i wonder what they're working on right now and just like go to live stream and see what you guys were doing today exactly so it's like <laughs> all right we're gonna shoot 10 nights for like six to nine hours a night and people are just gonna get, get to watch the entire thing every mm -hmm. take they're gonna get to read the script beforehand like everything yeah um and the kickstarter failed like the kickstarter mm -hmm. ended unsuccessful on september 30th yeah. um and I was even for the first week of September live streaming myself for 24 hours a day, like trying to like pitch the movie, get people interested yeah, yeah. in it, um, which was a nightmare. It was terrible. Um, but yeah, it failed, um, mm -hmm. which is, you know, another thing that we've touched on before, which is like it's experience, right? It's like, yeah, I yeah. learned, I learned everything that I would do if I ever did it again. Like all the mistakes mm -hmm. that I made, I made a hundred thousand mistakes. I don't blame anyone else. It was completely on me. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I, I sort of look at failure at, you know, my whole life, like people have been definitely supportive of everything that I do, but also there's people who are like, you suck. Like, what do you like? Yeah. Stop yeah, yeah. trying, you know? So right. it's kind of, uh, that I'll show you mentality that I yeah. really tap into that I think fuels me and drives me a lot of, a lot of the way. So, um, you know, there are even people who are like that Kickstarter is not going to be successful. That's stupid. Like no one's going to put money behind that. And I was like, I think maybe people will, and yeah. people ended up not, and they were right. And that hurts a little bit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I'm like, I'll show you, like, I'll, right. I'll, I'll get mine. Don't worry about me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so now the plan is I'm talking to investors behind the scenes. Um, and there's pros and cons to that. Like, it's definitely a different project now. I think that mm -hmm. the script holds up on itself. Like, I really, really, really believe in the script and the story. Yeah. Um, so, like, the pros and cons are, like, I probably wouldn't be able to release it for free. Um, I probably wouldn't be able to live stream myself making it. Um, but also, like, I could maybe do, I would probably get a bigger budget though. I would mm -hmm. actually definitely get a bigger budget if I do yeah. it this way with investors. Um, I might be able to, I could do like pop-up trucks for like burger bait, like yeah. where we actually have food that goes right. to like a city. Like that's a cool thing that we could do. We could make the live streaming app that's featured in the movie um, mm -hmm. and actually develop that for people to actually be able to use. So there's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's pros and cons to, to being able to, to do it in this way, but that idea of the project just didn't uh, work for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. the, the, the step one to that was we have to get the Kickstarter funded and then everything else sort of falls into place and we couldn't get the Kickstarter funded. So mm -hmm. now I'm like, all right, I'm going to figure out a different way to make the movie because um, I, I really do believe in the story. I think it's really good. Yeah, I know you had the uh, on the Kickstarter page, you had like the first five pages, five pages. or something. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I read it and I was like, oh, this is going to be really cool because just the way that you like like describe the characters you had like the setting right there and you could already feel like they were like already alive you know like you already felt like they like the guy was there like you could picture him you know yeah like you, like you know somebody that's like that person and um and it was just the first five pages and i was like oh like come on give me the give me the rest awesome <laughs> i'll send you the script if you want yeah that would be awesome yeah I'll send it to I, you. yeah that would be great um because i'll read that in like a few days <laughs> i'd love to hear your, your thoughts dude I love that. Um, but yeah, and I, when I, cause I, I uh, went on the Kickstarter and I did the, I did what I could. And then um, I was, I was bummed when I saw that it, 
it didn't go um but i was like i was like he made a movie for two thousand dollars i was like this is i was like this isn't gonna stop him i was like of course not no yeah um it definitely hurts though like i i'm not like for like three or four days i was definitely like super down about it um feeling sorry for myself like super like just like man this sucks like just feeling sorry for myself like stupid stuff but i eventually come out of that it usually takes me like three or four days of like this sucks this sucks yeah. I hate everything why is this happening and then yeah you come out of it like this is exactly what i signed up for like right who no no one gets to make movies for a living like this is what i'm trying right. to do like yeah, this yeah, yeah completely insane thing that barely anyone gets to do like this is what right. i'm working towards yeah of yeah. course you're gonna fail you're like 20 dude like yeah. you're gonna fail <laughs> still you know what i mean so yeah, yeah. uh and, yeah and that's that's the thing too it's like you're it's you're so young in like your career path and you've already gotten these like initiative things like you've already like got that proven like even if it failed you can say well this was my idea and there's going to be people out there like producers and companies that want to back that and say oh well that was that was pretty creative like doing that to like raise the money and get there and do it the way you wanted it's like wanted to and so even with the failure, there's always that, like, you still showed something, you still, like, had something out there that um, people can look at and be like, that was still, like, a cool idea. Now, how do we, like, help him get more of those cool ideas, you know? <laughs> like, how do, we, yeah. how do we get him there, you know? And the other half of that is, like, that failed page is just going to be there, like, that's just like a failure that's just going to live there for however long. So there's also that negative, right? But like yeah. when the movie actually comes out, it's kind of cool to look back on it as like a failed Kickstarter. I don't know. It's kind of. Yeah. And it always poetic. looked like it was. Yeah. And you're always going to look at that and be like, oh, that was like a stressful like month and a half of like waiting for that to like go through. And then you're like, but now it's out. And it's like, yeah. well, that to now you have the whole experience. You got it done putting it out you know yeah it's just like a part of the the story i'm i'm mm-hmm. I'm still in rocky one you know i'm still yeah. losing <laughs> but uh eventually i'll get to rocky two yeah <laughs> um so i was i actually i wrote down like in uh something because we were talking about creative ways like that you had to change things is there anything that you still um like is there anything that you had to do like in tethered that was like quote unquote miserable to try to do like you know like that thing that you were like we're just never going to get this perfect because we don't have like the capability of getting it there and something that now you're like that's going to be like your first thing that you change you know when you have like the extra money you're like if i were to like go back and do it again yeah yeah like if you would change everything i would reshoot (laughs) the entire thing like no question about it the entire thing would be reshot yeah um and i think that's probably going to be the case for most of the things i do for um, sure yeah yeah most of the time like i could have done this i could have done that i could have right. done this um which is why i don't watch my own stuff a lot mm. um i i try and just like finish it even at the premiere like i'm like mm-hmm. i can't i don't want to be in here like you guys watch <laughs> it i'm gonna go like eat some popcorn yeah in the lobby um but uh yeah things uh so one of the worst days on set was the last day which is the opening scene. The opening scene, which we shot in downtown Fort Myers, it was like 110 degrees that day. Oh. I'm shooting on a camera that 
the batteries only last for 20 minutes. Um, uh, so I had like four batteries yeah. and I had everyone and we had to shoot like, I don't know how long that scene is maybe like close to 10 minutes. I don't know. Yeah. And it was the worst thing ever. It was terrible. I hated every minute of it. Um, uh, that was definitely the worst day. Like if yeah. I would, if I were to reshoot it, I would completely remove that scene and figure out a different way to get yeah. him on house arrest. Cause it's, I would just be like, I'm staying in the house. I'm not even <laughs> like, I'm going to be like him and not leave the house. And we're going to shoot this. You can just, um, uh, you can just say, Oh, they did this and this and this. And here he is, you know, catch him halfway through, like sitting on a couch, watching a movie or something. And yeah, that's probably finger, what I would do. Fingers in the bowl getting out the last like kernels of popcorn or something <laughs> yeah exactly but that shot with him running around the corner and the car following him like screaming yeah, around yeah, the yeah. corner like that i really like that shot yeah yeah um <laughs> but dude that scene was a nightmare too and i don't even think it came out that great like the, the scene in in the hole and it's like the opening scene like right. for the opening scene you should shoot something that you know you can shoot <laughs> and like will not be insanely yeah, yeah, yeah. and you should also not save the hardest scene for the last day you should put it like somewhere in the middle so like you can end are like with, yeah like they're still they're still feeling a little like they still yeah, got their feet under them and everything yeah yeah especially nathan like i think everyone else was sort of in a car mm -hmm. but me and nathan are like especially nathan are like running around 110 degrees <laughs> downtown four miles terrible in the summer oh my god um and, and he's like in a he's in like nice clothes he's in like a suit almost Dude. yeah yeah <laughs> but luckily he was like a stunt guy so i mean he just killed right me. like, he's he got like, that yeah another take another take another take. Yeah, do yeah. it again nathan he's like dude yeah. you know? uh but yeah dude, that was that was definitely the, the toughest day i said i think and and one of those ones where it was like there's nothing we can do here we have no permits we have no permission to be shooting where we're shooting there are security guards all over the place there's a guy uh leaf blowing through every single shot that we try like there's nothing we can do yeah yeah, yeah. so we just did the best we could but yeah you can't close down streets yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> not. not on two thousand dollars. We got to do it for yeah. zero dollars. So nice. Yeah. Um, so kind of to end with some uh, some fun things, I'm gonna Ooh. I'm gonna ask you for some of your inspiration, like where you like if it could be directors, books, movies, like some things that you know, like right off, like if you have things off the top of your head that like as soon as you saw it, you were like, wow, that changed the way I think about movies or the way I am going to go about making movies. If you have like any of those off the top of your head. Um, yeah. So some of my favorite movies are, um, stand by me. Yep. Um, stand by me is one of my favorites. I, the iron giant is one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, everything by Bong Joon-ho is my favorite. Mm. Uh, Werner Herzog, like, yeah. I've been watching, I, I'm sort of in, like, I've gone through different phases of watching movies and probably like a year ago, and that phase is still going, I've been watching these super obscure sort of weird movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, You know, I bought like a, a subscription to the Criterion channel, which is mm -hmm. incredible, by the way. Oh. Um, and I highly recommend it if you're, oh <laughs> if you're into that. Um, so, so, so. Start with Bong Joon-ho movies. Watch uh, yeah, yeah. The Host and then watch Mother. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, boy. Yeah. I, I'm, on, I'm on a Bong Joon-ho kick right now. But, yeah, um, yeah I, I think watching those movies has really changed the whole way that I think about mm -hmm. movies. Because every time I watch a movie 
like that, like these movies that are sort of artsy and sort of weird and mm-hmm. sort of break the rules and are not, you know, even, you know, superhero movies or like right, any right, movie right. coming out right yeah. now. It's all it's all people making movies when you couldn't really make that much money making movies. Right. Yeah. And every time I watch it, I'm like, I, I didn't know you were allowed to do that. We're allowed to make movies like this. Like we're allowed to do that ridiculous shot. We're allowed to like, you know, do this crazy stuff that I didn't understand. So every movie I watch on there, I'm like, Oh, so this is the greatest movie ever made. And then I watch another one. I'm like, Oh, so this is the greatest movie. Why didn't anyone tell me this is the greatest movie ever made? It's just like, one after the other incredible perfect movie yeah. um, that i learned so much from so every time so since i've to answer your question since i've been in this phase i've learned that i can do anything i want i can break any rule that i want mm-hmm. and as long as i'm telling a story um in 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 a way that's sort of satisfying or a way yeah. that makes sense and has a through line and is saying something or maybe yep. even not even saying something just suggesting something um, I'm allowed to do. And that's so freeing. I think on my first movie, I was really like, what would Steven Spielberg do here? What would Scorsese <laughs> do here? Like, what would Nolan do here? Right, and right. I think that way of thinking uh, doesn't add anything to the medium. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think about it in an art form, you should have something to say, unlike anyone else. And right. the weirder and uh, more personal it is to you, I think the better... Uh, the better the process of making it will be. Um, and therefore, like the better or, or the more valuable that product will be to you yeah. um, of how that movie ends up turning out. But yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah, I like that. Um, so I think, uh, so I think if you um, have any recommendations for things, people to watch, anything you've been watching over the, uh, the quarantine or whatever, that we can end on that with some recommendations for some people to check out some movies or some TV shows, TV shows, movies, anything. Okay. Okay. If you like, uh, if you like documentaries, watch Werner Herzog movies and Errol Morris movies. Um, if you're into foreign movies, watch Bong Joon-ho movies. If you're Mm -hmm. into any movies, watch Bong Joon-ho movies. They're amazing. (laughs) Um, uh, if you're into TV shows, I just finished watching, Dude, there's a show on HBO with Mark Ruffalo, uh, and he plays like his, he plays like his um, mentally unstable brother, and then oh, himself, yeah, like they're okay. twins. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember what it's called because the title is so long. Um, <laughs> it's like what we know now, or I don't know what it is. Something. Yeah. Yeah, but that's on HBO. Mark Ruffalo, you should watch that. Um, Peanut Butter Falcon, you should watch that. Oh, that's that's on my list. Yeah. Dude watch it as yeah. soon as possible um <laughs> honey boy with shia labeouf that was incredible. great yeah that was really great uh, yeah dude I, dude I just love movies uh <laughs> i mean parasite uh yeah i'm just like shouting out other people's movies yeah. now uh the farewell uh mm-hmm. those uh, farewells on amazon prime uh i would also say Snowpiercer if you haven't seen that that's a bon that is, movie yeah it's great that's why i dude. said it because i was like i know you were gonna be like yeah dude, <laughs> it's so, so good dude everything show. he touches is perfect every it's, it's every great. movie yeah. he does it's yeah. incredible yeah he's he's he finally got his uh recognition a little bit now but he uh he was kind of underrated for a long time so or underappreciated i should say 
Yeah, dude. yeah. I mean, Oscars don't mean anything, but like that no. guy puts out uh, everything he touches is gold. Like that yep. guy is one of the greatest filmmakers alive right now. Oh, yeah. And uh, people should watch his movies, especially uh, I just literally just last night I rewatched Mother and I was like, mm-hmm. dude, it's like people aren't allowed <laughs> to do this shit. Like he does yeah. stuff that no one is allowed to do. And that's like, that's what I'm super into right now is like trying yeah. weird things and, and yeah. doing whatever you want expanding expanding your understanding of what movies can be is only going to be better for your creative process of making your own stuff yeah and anyone in any art form should be doing that like everyone should just be doing stuff that they want to do and like stuff that speaks to them and not Mm -hmm. catering to anyone else just like dude especially now like no one can make money off of anything creative right now like Mm -hmm. just like make weird shit and put it out there you know or don't i mean that's that's why i'm doing this because i was like i need i need some sort of creative outlet because like the gigs are down because people can't go out as much and i'm like i need something else to like do something you know (laughs) yeah dude and i i know you've done some live streams as well right like music live streams yeah i did some during the spring uh through some bars that wanted to keep their name out there and stuff i did um some live streaming some shows which was fun it was interesting live stream from your room yeah, that's I was thinking about doing stuff like that too. Yeah. That'd be sick. <laughs> I know now that I got I got a nice webcam and a uh, nice microphone now too to help out with that too. <laughs> Dude, that would be sick. That would yeah. be really cool. Yeah. But uh um I just want to thank you again for uh coming on the first episode of Op Topic. It was it was really great talking to you, man. Um I really hope we can talk again. Um especially like when uh Burger Bait you get to release that we can we can have you back to talk about what that process was like and Dude, uh, I'm, I'm honored to be your first guest this is <laughs> like crazy i've never been the first guest on a podcast before i don't think yeah, um, to check off the bucket list for you <laughs> yeah dude if you ever want to get uh uh like nick or phil or like kevin or something like <laughs> yeah. put me on there too like i want to talk good. shit with them <laughs> sounds uh, good man. shout outs shout outs to all those guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> sounds good man all right well i appreciate you coming out here just thanks again for being the first guest uh it was great talking to you this was you did great by the way dude oh thank you (laughs) like dude this is like for like seems like you've been doing this forever like i had a great time you did great you were worried at the beginning but dude you killed it you killed this (laughs) thank you man i appreciate that you yeah buttering me up it's giving me the good uh confidence boost to go to the next one (laughs) that's what i'm here for baby episode two yeah (laughs) well thank you man i really appreciate it